Hey friends, welcome to the Life with Chris and Tatum podcast, where each week we'll talk about practical and relevant topics to help you live a life of freedom and purpose. Thanks for joining us today. For more information, please visit lifefellowship.tv. And now let's tune in with Chris and Tatum. Hey everyone, welcome to Life with Chris and Tatum. We are excited to have you joining us today. Thanks for listening. Uh, we are the pastors at Life Fellowship Church in, in McKinney. McKinney, Texas, That's which is right. one of the beautiful suburbs of Dallas, Texas. That's right. Anyway, thanks for listening. Um, those of you that don't know if this is your first time joining us, we release a new podcast every Wednesday. Hundreds and hundreds of people from all around this nation, really the world are... are Isn't that crazy really and is. cool? It means a lot to us that you would take out uh, time of your your day, whatever you're doing, driving in the car or hanging out at the soccer field, whatever. No, they are. They Thanks have their for Bible listening. Open and they have their notepad out <laughs> and they're ready to take all kinds of notes. I don't know about that, but we're glad you're listening wherever you're at. Hey, today um, is our final installment on a series that I I really believe is kind of a, a blue ocean. Um, uh, kind of series, meaning that there's no limit to this. This, when, when you get this right, it, it provides um, no end to the horizon that God has for you. Wow. Because we all need to be balanced and disciplined in our lives. Because it's the undisciplined, the Bible says in 1 Peter, and those that are with, uh, that, are, that have no balance, that the enemy is actually mm-hmm. devouring their mm-hmm. lives financially, um, physically, physically, spiritually, emotionally, all that. So when all you of get it. off balance, man, he, man, that's his moment. He, that, that's like blood in the water to him. And if we're in the blue ocean, we got to make sure that we are. <laughs> <laughs> we're going far with this analogy, but discipline and balance does bring blessing. You know, God can bless it. Mm-hmm. He calls us to live a lifestyle. So we've been really been, been talking through uh, just practical things that um, we can apply into our lives so that we can grow in this area. And that's, we have been, uh, I've been amazed at all of the emails that have been coming in and the responses from people of how this, this, uh, this, this teaching, this teaching yeah. has been impacting their lives. And so that's so encouraging when you guys do that. And so uh, you, we've made this statement every week that it's a lot more fun to fix somebody else rather than yourself. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes this kind of hurts oh so good, but growth demands a temporary surrender of security. In other words, if you're going to grow, you've got to let go of all the things that you have been in your comfort zone with. Mm-hmm. And, and be willing to be stretched, be stretched. and change. So if and, you're growing this, mm-hmm. it, re- it requires a temporary surrender of security. And... Thankfully, we have the security that comes from the Lord and know that in the growth and in the change of discipline and habits in our life, God's not going to let us fall. He's going to use those um, those changes that are that feel hard and and sometimes difficult to do, and He's going to use it to, for our good. To so today, help us. we're going to talk about how do you maintain balance. Um. How are we going to create that, maintain that? Because we've been going through these things. Um, and so the first thing that I want to give you today, and this is, uh, again, really, really practical, because 
it, it's one thing to get aligned, mm-hmm. but how do you make sure that you don't get out of alignment like quick? You, you got to make sure that you stay in that alignment. Mm-hmm. And that is that we, we've got to constantly be doing some little checkups in our hearts on some of these areas. And so as I'm going through these with Tatum, why don't you just give an assessment of yourself? And again, assessments won't define you, but they help enlighten you so that you can say, ah, oh, that needs to change. Okay. Yep. So how about this? Uh, how about your emotions? Let's talk about that for a second. So uh, if you're going to continue to maintain this spiritual progress, you've got to have your emotions in check. And uh, the Bible says in Proverbs, why don't you read that, honey? It says, receive instruction uh, is wise in wise dealing and the discipline of wise thoughtfulness. Okay. So we've got to be... Um, We've got to receive that instruction in wise dealings. So our emotions need to be submitted to that wise instruction. They need to be submitted to that that wisdom. So a lot of times our fears are what are controlling us. Yeah, that's so true. And fear is such a liar, but it can be so dominant, um, um, you know, if we allow it to run rampant in our minds and in our hearts and just play itself out. So um, I think when it comes to our emotions, a lot of the, a lot of it can be uh, hindered. We can regain some discipline in the way that we think or the way that we're looking at a certain situation, even when you don't have the answer to it, even when you don't know how it's going to work itself out by just reigning in our fears and really speaking to ourself, reminding ourselves of who God is and how capable and how able he is to change the situation, um, and really just not feeding the fear, but let's feed our hearts, let's feed our spiritual minds with the Word of God and not with whatever crazy scenario we tend to play out. You um, know, it, I've made it very clear before that God's Word never says that we're, we're not to feel fear. Mm-hmm. He just said, don't be led yeah, by fear. Yeah, we can't let and it dictate a, our... A three-word challenge that we live by, and that's do it afraid. Yeah. Step it up. I mean, think about David when he went out to meet Goliath. Yeah, he's just a kid. He was 16. A boy, yeah. 16, and Goliath was 10 feet tall. I mean, the dude was stacked. Yeah, talk about a warrior. (laughs) But he he did it afraid. Yeah. Uh, You think about Moses standing before Pharaoh. Yeah. You know, he had the same emotions that you and I have, but you'd do it afraid. Mm -hmm. When... um, when he when Moses stood there at the Red Sea and God yeah. said, "Hey, put your your staff out like this," mm-hmm. the army was behind him and the sea in front of him. Do we not think that he was afraid that he didn't feel like I have no idea how God's when, about to do this? When but Paul something. walked into cities that were that he knew that if he started to speak, that they would stone him and throw him in, in jail. Mm-hmm. You you do it afraid. Um, God never said that you wouldn't feel fear, but he did say, don't let fear dictate your life. It's kind of like when we were, uh, as a staff a couple years ago, we did a little, um, uh, a little challenge that for, for attendance. And we, we were going to jump out of a 160 foot structure. And so you remember this Tatum? Refresh my memory. Oh, Okay. So we had given this little challenge to the church, and if we hit certain attendance goals, then the, the staff would all have to go do this, uh, this little jump. 
And so we went down to this place in Dallas called, uh, what is it? Zero Gravity. And That's what it's uh, man, everybody got in this little contraption. You go all the way up in the air. Do you remember this? Yes. Yeah. And every one of the guys, they jumped out. And then when it came, when it came to you, Tatum, what happened? You right now are experiencing throw Tatum under the bus. <laughs> I hope everyone appreciates this story Chris <laughs> likes to tell. So Chris likes to tell it. I'm going to let him keep telling it. <laughs> tell him what happened. <laughs> Everybody, I'm going to get it when I get home. No, I'm a nice wife. Okay. Tell, you tell the story. I don't mind. No, no, no. But no, I was going to still tell it. It was. I, I mean, it's funny. It's hilarious. Because Tatum goes all the way up 100, mm-hmm. 160 feet. Mm-hmm. And you're, you do this free fall into the net down below. And uh, No, I didn't do this free but, fall. But Tatum did not. Yeah. Why? Because I didn't want to do it afraid. <laughs> <laughs> but then you went and did something else. And you conquered your fear in a different way. And I, I love that about you. <laughs> <laughs> I love how Chris says. Let me use this as an example of stepping out of your fear. Hold on. What did you do, Tatum? And then he goes, I love that about you. <laughs> no, I love how you chat. <laughs> you went and did the slingshot. That's the thing that shoots you straight up in the air on this little rubber band thing. I mean, you went up like 200 feet on that. He's digging his yeah. way out, y'all. Keep going, baby. <laughs> I just appreciate that about you. <laughs> I appreciate that you didn't do it, afraid. <laughs> Where were we at? We we're were here for about- real, y'all. I was trying to look up a verse. I had a real good thought, and then this story started. I don't know where we're at, babe. Listen, we're talking about our emotions, and I'm not letting my emotions get the best of me right now. <laughs> listen, Linda, Linda, listen. listen. Maturity doesn't act on feelings, but it acts on God's word. And so a balanced disciple, uh, living a balanced life, you're going to be living your life based on not on your emotions, but on God's word. Which grounded my feet to that stance that day when we were supposed to drop. Mm. And I said, you know what? The Lord and me both agree I need to stay put. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm praying for all y'all dropping down. <laughs> oh, goodness. Anyway. How about this area? This this area, we got to make sure that we Let's keep ourselves in, in line, and that's moods. Moods, moods. Wow. This is an easy one to... Well, all of these are emotions, moods, right? We're human, but we have some decisions to make in the process. And, um, you know, sometimes when we just make a decision on a whim, like on a mood, because I feel like doing that can often lead to (laughs) undisciplined decisions and just getting ourselves into trouble. Um, Moods bring strange impulses. Yeah, yeah. Really I was hurt trying us. to think of an example of just like flippantly like purchasing something that you know you don't you can't afford to do. Chris and I've done that before, and then you're like, "Well, I just ah, the it felt right, or the guy the salesman made you a great deal, or you just thought, gosh, we really need whatever. We need to take this whatever trip. we tell ourselves. You know, we gotta- yeah. yeah, and it ends up not being um, based out of what you would normally do it in a, as a disciplined person and um, doesn't support your goals in life, you know? Yeah, the purpose. We say it around here at church all the time. Choices lead, feelings follow. Yeah, so don't choices always follow lead, that mood. Moods because, follow. Moods yeah. are going to follow my, my choice. 
Yeah. My choice is what's going to be important. And again, as a disciplined person, uh, I'm going to uh, invest money in 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 different places into my pay future debt, and instead yeah. of just these impulse moments like that. Yep. Uh, moods. I mean, you. Boy, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll feel some moods sometimes. I'm like, man, I want to go have myself a like a big old pizza or something. You know, <laughs> just mm. <laughs> impulse. I think sometimes our another way that an undisciplined mood can affect our lives is they make us just want to like shirk responsibility. Like, That's right? Really sometimes good, yeah. like adulting, whatever that word means for you. I feel like people throw it around, but man, our the 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 sin nature of of our of my heart sometimes doesn't want to do what I know I need to do. Just want to not be responsible because you get tired, and if you're not resting or you're not um, praying, you're not like reminding yourself of what truth is. It can be easy to think, I just, I know I need to do that. I don't want to do it. I'm in a bad mood. I don't. Yeah, and we can't live lives like that. We have, with the help of the Holy Spirit, we can live a disciplined life that doesn't let our moods dictate what we're gonna, whether we're gonna do what we're supposed to do or not. Right? Yeah. Like God didn't, he didn't do that. And he's the perfect example. We have to follow. And the goal is that we're being more Christ-like, that we're becoming more like him. And and we just can't allow ourselves to do what we feel um, always. How about this area? How about our speech? Words are powerful. Listen, if a person can control his speech, he can curb or control his entire nature. Yeah. James chapter three verse two says, "For we all often stumble," and I like that. I, mm-hmm. that. That just makes me feel good because the Bible is saying, "Hey, we all miss it. We all stumble yeah, we all and fall. fall. Mm-hmm. We fall and are, offend people in many, many things. But if anyone does not offend in speech, in other words, they're not saying the wrong things, he is a fully developed character, a perfect man, able to control his whole body and to curb or control his entire nature." Listen, if your mouth is out of control, other areas of your life will also be out of control. 100%. You know, our tongue is the rudder that's just steering the ship of our lives. And there's so much power in our words, in our speech. And not just, I don't only want to highlight the negative power that our words have to bring death and to bring destruction and really to tear people's hearts apart. But we also have the opportunity to use our words to bring life, to bring your words can encourage somebody and change their whole outlook about their situation. Your words of your text, your your thoughtfulness, your intentionality to say something that's different than what the rest of the world is saying about the situation, helping people to see their situation, their struggle, their pain through the lens of like this is what Christ says about you. I was at I see lunch it differently. The other uh, the other day mm-hmm. with a young man in our church in his uh, early thirties, mm-hmm. and at the end of the lunch, I kind of leaned forward in um, in my booth, and I looked him in the eyes, and I just began to speak all these positive things that I see about him, and I began to speak about his future and mm-hmm. what God has in store for him. And as I was sharing all of this, here's this guy. Uh, highly successful, yeah. Uh, just started, uh, just tears just started coming down both sides of his face. Yeah, 
the power, the power of, your, of words. your words. And what a beautiful gift that God has given us, like that we get to partner with what His words are, what God's words are, and we we have a part to play in like letting someone else experience that by saying them, Affirm by speaking, affirming yeah. who they are, who they are. Say something nice. Lord knows. I mean... The rest of the world, the world is just is doing the ripping exact them opposite. up. They're yeah. telling them that they're not, through all the things on social media, you're never good enough. You're not. You're never pretty enough. You never have you're enough. Not this, you're not that. Oh, have, yeah. All of the inadequacies and faults and are being pointed such out. Lies. Yeah. And we yeah. need to speak God's Let's truth be, yeah. over our own lives. Yes. And I, I think that's yeah. powerful, actually, what you just said, because sometimes I know sometimes it can be real easier to say that about someone else, but then in your own mind, you have a totally different story that you're telling yourself about yourself. And for those of you who don't have, uh, maybe they haven't had who a are self model talking yeah. in a negative way. Listen, you, you deserve the truth about yourself and the way that God sees you to hear that. Um, as much as the next person, as much as your friend, would you say what you're saying to yourself out loud to someone else? And oftentimes the answer to that is no. You would never speak so harshly. So why do you do it to yourself? Stop. Stop. And remind yourself, this is who God says that I am. He says that He loves me. He says that uh, He'll never leave me or forsake me. Maybe you have been left and forgotten by other people, but God will not leave you or forsake you. The Lord says you're perfect. He formed you and made you beautifully. Uh, anyway, so just as some examples of your speech, it has power, yes, to tear down, but it also has power to bring life, encouragement, hope to others. And it's really important what you're saying to yourself. And a balanced and disciplined person, James chapter 3, verse 2 here says, they got their speech in line. Yeah, and just ask the Lord for help. You know, if this is an area of weakness or something that you struggle with, God knows, mm -hmm. He knows. And so just ask Him, Holy Spirit, help me to control what I say. I don't want to hurt someone. I don't want to say the wrong thing. Give me the right words. You know, in any uh, communication I have with people, I always try to end on a positive. Yeah, you do. You're good at that, like babe. I, where it's now become second It's like nature. a discipline. Yeah, he, you actually have to. You feel like I can't end a conversation if I don't end it with one thing that's positive, even if it's a, even if it's a difficult... Fist, I mean, if it's a, a bicep emoji or something, you know? <laughs> You're talking about your text conversation too. But in real life, yeah. if you have a conversation with... Anyone, a meeting, something that you're sitting down discussing, it can be really difficult or a very hard thing, and Chris is going to end it positively, and I love that about you. It just sets the tone for you know your your so, hellos and your goodbyes. <laughs> I was about to say, yep. You want to share it? Yeah, your, no. There's a principle called um, the, pay close attention to your hellos and your goodbyes. Mm -hmm. So when you walk into a room, don't just walk in. Uh, make sure that you, you that you're greeting people, that you're conversing with them, that you're um, There's a power in that first. So that I'm walking in and I'm appreciating people mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm saying something, uh, pulling something positive out of them. You're not just uh, schmoozing, but you're, you're, you're speaking something of affirmation about some of the different people that, you, that yeah. you're connecting. And then so pay close attention to your hellos and your goodbyes. In other words, don't just walk away. Make sure yeah. that the last thing that you say is going to be the thing that they're going to remember. Yeah. So... It's very meaningful. Leave that with some kind of a positive. Yeah. Don't just 
And I've done that before where I'm like, okay, the, the, the conversation is done. And I started walking away and I thought, well, that's not how I'm going to let this, this, uh, this conversation. And I'm not perfect at it, but I'm going to come back around oftentimes yeah. and I'll say, hey, by the way, I just want to tell you. I'll, yep. End it positively. Okay. Here's another area. I hope you guys are li- listening to this and catching something, but it's uh, our priorities. Uh, truly disciplined people have the ability um, to, how, how would I say this? Uh, they have the ability really to like subordinate the lesser to the greater. Okay. So this is about prioritizing. It's about um, taking what's most valuable, what's most important, what you say you prioritize, and then actually having the ability to <laughs> spend the time, give the attention to what's needed, we, what matters. You choose the greater, not the lesser. Yeah. Yeah. So you put your focus on things that are of importance. So one of the things that I've really encouraged our staff is uh, make sure that we are investing not just in uh, f- fans, people that, man, they're, they're a fan of everything that's going on in, in the church. Make sure that you are also investing in the influencers, people that, are, that, are, that, that when, when they say, hey, wow, we're going to follow God, Wow, yeah, they're bringing people with them. People yes. So we got we got to focus on priorities. And we've got the the ability and I, you need to be able to differentiate. You know, is that really what your time needs to be spent doing? Yeah. So, you know, we look at it around here at at Life Fellowship as and we ask this question, "Hey, is what I'm doing can somebody else?" Yeah, this is a great question. <laughs> Can somebody else be accomplishing the same thing? It gives them life, gives them purpose, yeah. gives them ability to use their giftings to do something so that... The things that only you, you can, can do, do, you can actually have the time to do them. So yeah, prioritizing. I used to, I used to uh, pride myself in the fact that, oh my goodness, I am doing everything here around the, at the church. <laughs> I mean, I was doing all kinds of things. And I'd have pastors come up to me and they're like, man, you're... You're designing the the worship guide for the church. I sure am. And not only that, I'm also speaking. I'm casting vision. I'm designing offering envelopes. We, I mean, <laughs> I am. You know, I'm meeting with with these people. I'm recruiting. I mean, I I mean, I was doing everything, and I prided myself in it. And what I was actually doing is I put a lid on the whole organization, and I was unbalanced to the point where I was just working, 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 working. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even healthy for our organization. Our, the, our, my life was unbalanced and the church was unbalanced. Yeah, yeah we have to prioritize what matters the most um, and give the attention and to those things. And it's some of these things are of lesser importance. No. But as you grow as a leader, as you grow as a person, some of those things need to be uh, distributed to others. I was reading about how Moses, it said that in, in uh, again, I was, I've been reading through like uh, in, in ex, uh, Exodus there. It says that he was the one that all 3 million people had to come to get their, uh, their problems resolved. He was basically serving mm. as a judge. Mm-hmm. And his God father-in-law came up and yeah. said, dude, you are going out of your mind. I mean, Moses was exhausted mm. because he was the one, number one, he was yeah. unbalanced. Yeah. And he said, pick wise find a bunch of people men godly men this. that can help do this yeah so you can focus on the task god's assigned to you you know there's a statement um success or failure 
hinges on the ability to prioritize. Oh, that's so good. And there's so much truth in that. What Your you ability to you succeed. You can't do it all. Yeah. Hey, you, everybody, you can't do it all. Yeah. So prioritize what is of the, the most important things that, that you need to get done. Yeah. And I think not just through the lens, um, not just through the lens of work, but but if you'll allow yourself to think about the priorities in your life, like if you, what does it look like? Everyone has a different answer for what in their world uh, matters to them. Do you know what I mean? So if you're married, then your spouse should be in your priority list. But if you're not, then you can have a different set of lists. If you have children, it looks differently. So just, you know, thinking about what, what does it look like for you um, as you prioritize your week and your time, um, everyone has the same 24 hours in a day. <laughs> and what are you what are you doing with those so hours? I think the time with the Lord needs to be priority. Absolutely. Time with your spouse and your kids yeah. needs to be a priority. Yeah. I but think your health needs to be a priority. It does, But yeah. when it's not put there and yeah. you, you allow lesser things, we got to learn how to say no to the good so we can say yes to the best. That's so good. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we're saying yes to good things. Yeah, but not the best things. Not the best things. And we're leaving out the things that we that matter the most, that we say are priorities, but if we're not actually doing that, like if we're not actually spending time there, then it's we might say it, and it's on our list all day long. So but are if, there things in your life right we, now that are good? Yeah. But they don't need to be a part of your life. Because they're not best, and maybe you're not actually having quality conversation or time with your spouse or, used to or be with part, the Lord. It used or, to be best in yeah. your life, but now you've grown. Yep. You've grown as a person, you've grown as a leader, you've grown in your organization, and no longer is that best for you to be doing that. Yeah. It's actually... It's actually, you're hindering a de- it. <laughs> a detriment to you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. You got to rethink that as seasons of life change, priorities change, and that's okay. They should. They should. So, hey, uh, allow this to be a moment that you really think through. So... You have it refined down to a little kind of a statement there. You said, but what are the things that you are doing that really you don't need to be doing that? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm That someone about? else can do? Yeah. Yeah. So what, you're talking about that statement? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What things can can uh, others do so that the things that only you can do, you can focus on? Yeah. So think about your life right now. Are there areas... That you just, oh my goodness, I didn't realize that I'm still doing all those things. Mm-hmm. You know, wow. Yeah, I've got a 14-year-old that can help me vacuum or do the dishes or whatever. Like if you're running ragged and then we're not teaching our children to be disciplined in some things, how is that benefiting them? You know what I'm saying? Like there are things, I'm just trying to think practically through <laughs> parenthood. We can have them mow the yard. We can have them <laughs> fold the laundry. <laughs> Lindbergh children, uh-huh. if you're listening. <laughs> All right, and then let me just let me just give these few uh, last little uh, extreme dangers in living a disciplined mm-hmm. life because anything the devil can get you unbalanced on the other way. He sure can, yeah. So listen, be disciplined, but don't become legalistic. Don't don't get rigid on things. So like Tatum and I, like, uh, and I'll just give this as a priority. We we um we we take our health very seriously. Okay? Yeah. Because we feel like God's called us to to the ministry and I want to be I want to be vibrant in doing this for decades and decades to yeah, come. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? There's times that we just go, you know what? 
We're gonna go. We're gonna go do. We're gonna go eat whatever we want to eat. <laughs> we're gonna skip the gym. Well, there's times that we one do. Day. Like we go. Yeah. You know what? But we're, it's not overarching not gonna, the that we don't have a health it's not a discipline rigid and legalistic. Yeah. And like, oh my goodness, we can go on vacation and we're not gonna work out and we're gonna eat all the junk food. Yeah. And that's good. Yep. Um. <laughs> uh, here, here's another danger uh, of of extremes, and that is. Listen, the Bible says that we need to be of, uh, of sober mind. In other words, that we need to be alert uh, and serious. But that doesn't mean you need to be boring and unable to have fun. Yeah. If we can't laugh and relax and just be for us, like crack whatever. jokes and just be, yeah, be I'm fun. Rigid and disciplined and balanced. Yeah. yeah and if there's no fun to your life, nobody wants to be around you. Chill out, right? <laughs> like, Go go go! Do some fun things. Go go on an adventure. I mean, go come mountain biking with us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Adventure. So again, be serious, be disciplined, but don't be don't don't, don't be yourself. boring. Yeah, don't. And how many church people do we know that is just like man? Let's not be boring. Like let's let's have let's have life where everyone's like, dude, you you guys are. You're balanced. You're di- like Jesus was like that. Do you not think that he was balanced and disciplined? Yeah. And yet it says all the sinners wanted to hang out with him. They're like, you need to come to my party. Yeah. He, he didn't get invited in that way and have relationship and influence in that way because he was boring and stiff and like this rigid, robotic Christian. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I read an illustration years ago. That says that um, you know, like crustaceans, they wear their uh, their their skeleton on the outside. Okay. But we as humans, we have our skeleton on the inside. Hmm. And there's too many people that they're so rigid on the exterior, like a crab or a lobster or whatever. Hmm. And that's what people interact with. So that's how they have structure. Their structure is based on their yeah. exoskeleton instead of that. Inner skeleton. I think it's called an inner skeleton. It, it's the skeleton. We're not scientists over here. <laughs> <laughs> but we need to make sure that we're that we're that we're not living our lives like that in that such so a rigid way that we can't have fun. Yeah. yeah, and that's what Jesus did. And yeah. I love that. You know, we we need to make sure that we're we're like that. And then you know, uh, a disciplined person number number three has got to give God the glory and not become impatient with other people's weaknesses. Mm. Galatians chapter six says this, don't feel superior to others who display weakness, lest you be tempted also. Yeah. So don't think that you're, that, that you're, you know. Anybody, than, somebody special. That That's you're like you... better than everybody else because you're disciplined and you got, you know, you got your, I got my finances right and I got my relationships right and all these other things. No, give God all no, the glory no. because yeah. it's only by his grace you've been able to even get those things accomplished. Yeah. So true. That's and don't a good become word. impatient with other people because we are all learning and growing. Listen, yes, and we all started somewhere. Even if you've been serving God for twenty or thirty years, my goodness, let's never forget where we came from and how we started, how broken, We're how all lost. In the exact same hospital. We all know what that's like. It's just that <laughs> some of us happened to get there earlier than others, and yeah. some of us were raised in different environments. And yes. And so again, you don't, you don't need me to be uh, your Holy Spirit. You have the Holy Spirit. Let him lead and direct and guide you. But be patient with others because the Lord knows he's been very patient with us. Yeah, he has been patient with me. Golly. Think about how much patience the Lord has in our weaknesses. Uh, yeah. 
that he doesn't just squash us and be like, dude, like, dude I've given you 10,000 chances. You are done. act together. <laughs> Grease spot on the ground. You know? Yeah. He doesn't though. And what a, what a, what a great example we have to follow in walking alongside people as they become disciples, you yeah. know, as they become, as they create discipline in their life. And as I'm still creating it in my life, that God would be patient with us and help us to be patient with others. Yeah. And so I hope you guys really enjoyed uh, this this series. Uh, it's been... We've had fun doing it. Yeah. It's been nice to, to, to walk through. And next week... I've got a brand new topic that we're going to be discussing. You're going to absolutely love it. I'm not going to tell you what it is. You're going to have to tune in next week. Everybody, uh, I love you. We're praying for you. And we hope that you guys uh, have a great rest of your day. Yeah, thanks for listening. God bless you, everybody. Bye-bye.